When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just discovered this song yesterday. And I really like it. Who is it? It's a band called Bad Child. And the reason why it was on my radar is that they were performing in our building the other day. They were doing like a, something over on the edge, which is in the same building that we broadcast from. Nice. And um, they were doing a Sugar Beach session or something. And it was this band, and I saw them posting it on social media. I'm like, they sound cool. Who are they? So Bad Child is the band, and Breathing Fire is the song. Oh, good. Now I can sing along. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. So breathing fire from Bad Child. Welcome to uh, the first new podcast in a little bit. We were kind of on vacation, off and on for the yes. last little bit, and uh, we were doing the Take Two podcast every week. But we, I think, we missed a week where we didn't do a podcast. Oh yeah, Things we got did. Kind of crazy. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, behind the controls this morning, we have Sam, who is helping us out. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Uh, or good evening, Sam, if you're listening at night. Yes. <laughs> or uh, I can't believe it's the middle of the night, Sam. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your evening. Yeah. I just love that about podcasts, though, that people can listen anywhere in the world, anytime. Mm. This could be like, I could be dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could have died. You could you could be dead as someone's listening to as this. As someone's and, listening to this. And maybe someone's only listening to this because you died. Yeah. So just remember, guys, <laughs> life is precious. Enjoy every moment. Do you think we would have the chance to take the podcast down if you had died? I wouldn't want you to take it no. down. Okay. Hell no. You would want me to take it down if you died? Uh, uh, Come on, that's a little piece of you that gets to live on. It's like an artist who has a song. You know, yeah. that's why I love Gord Downey's story, because he feels alive to me when I play any of the Tragically Hip albums. Okay. Well, if I die, leave it up. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah, easily convinced. Maybe people are only listening to this. They've never even heard of us, but they heard about the podcast where we predicted our own death. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We do bike in every day, so it, it could happen. Oh, God. Both of us? Imagine. Knock on wood. We collide knock on, on, on our some bicycles? All right. We'll knock on wood. Yeah. Well, if one of us died, how much time... Like, let's say you die. Yeah. How much time do you want me to take off before <laughs> I'm back on the air trying to capitalize on that, ex- um, you know, and get uh, people listening to the first show after your death? I think you should go on right away. Open the phones and just have everyone talk about what I meant to them. Sort of like eulogize you. <laughs> How quick? So if you no die, music if that you, morning. <laughs> you die on a Tuesday, Wednesday morning. You want me on the air five thirty, or do I wait till eight a.m. to come on for the first time? So it's like prime time. Ooh, you know what? When Why I crack the mic? Play best of content leading up, leading up, and then at eight you go live and open the phones. Okay, and just let people talk about how great I was. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, if I die, I want you to wait a week. Oh, really? Because I want it to make it seem like it's just too hard for you to show up here. Right. Lots of build up. And that you have seven, you needed at least seven days in order to just get ramped up to have the courage. Uh huh. And not break down immediately, you know. Right. And then you come on. And See, I want you to break down. I want you to be trembling. I mean, trembling. I still will. I will. I will. Still. <laughs> trembling. Yeah. But I want to. Yeah, okay. I'll come on right away. But it'll just make it seem like you were just one of many coworkers I've worked yeah. with. Just don't past. start the next day and not make any mention of me and have a new fabulous co-host who's way better than I ever was. That will yeah. piss me off and I will haunt you forever. It's Tucker and Laura in the morning. <laughs> Laura, you know, she was waiting in the wings. And what a perfect opportunity to get her on the air. Maura just died. <laughs> but before we introduce all, you know, Laura and what she means to the new show, we should at least acknowledge the fact that Maura died yesterday. It was yes. sad. Right. It's funny, don't you think, that we all just assume that we're going to be alive for 100 years, you know? That we all I don't get assume that. Good. Because yeah. you shouldn't. I mean, I'm a big fan of working to live because of that reason. Yes. I would hate to wait my whole life to do something and then only to die before I get a chance to do something. You see people say, oh, I'll do that when I'm retired. Well, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll get there. But Plus when you're oh. retired, it's like hard, isn't it? Not Like you're not moving as well. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but you yeah. know, 65-year-olds, I mean, I'm probably moving better than most 65-year-olds. Not right all. now? Oh, yeah, not all. But, but some right. of them. You're right. Uh, coming up on the podcast today, we are going to be speaking with the one and only Billy Ray Cyrus, who you know from this song here. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse through the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no Going to get the real story behind his involvement on this song. His voice sounds so good on this song, doesn't it? I got the horses in the Yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job with that. Billy Ray Cyrus, I mean, the last time he had a song or was a part of a song that was as big as that one is going back to the 90s when he had this song. Which, surprisingly, was a number one hit song, and was this song was played across different formats. Like, it was on yeah. the pop radio song, uh, stations, and it's so country-sounding. Oh, yeah. It was, is this like... The song that started the line dancing craze. It definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not a country expert, but right. I feel like it brought it to the mainstream. Yes. And uh, it may have been one of the first real country songs that dominated on the pop charts. Sure. And I wonder what life is like when you have a number one song in that era versus having a number one song today. Mm. And if there are any big differences, I'm going to ask Billy Ray Cyrus about that. Also, I'm going to ask him about that car that uh, Little Nas X surprised him what with. was that, a Maserati? Th- it was some sort of sick sports car that was worth, you know, over a hundred grand. So. It was probably nothing to him. It's like, ah, got six of those already. I don't know. It'd be interesting. <laughs> like how... Rich Billy Ray Cyrus is off his music versus his acting versus his family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he's going to be in Not Alone. He'll be joined by Dallas Smith. Now, Dallas Smith is a guy you might know from a rock band called uh, Default. Well, this is not for real, afraid to feel. Sure. Do you remember this song? <laughs> of course. He's actually, uh, Dallas Smith sort of 
is a big country singer in Canada now. Really? Yeah. It's so funny because you hear that song and then you hear Dallas Smith doing country and uh, it's a bit of a 180. Same guy. So anyway, they're both co-hosting this Country Music Awards show that's going to be on Global TV, so we've got this interview lined up with the two of them. Maybe you should bring up the fact that you say that con- the country music industry is the easiest industry to have a hit song in. <laughs> I don't know if I said that, or I think I said it's the most accepting of new artists and the easiest yes. to break into yes. if you're remotely talented. <laughs> I don't know if I'll bring that up. Bring that up, why don't you? I would ask him, though, what the difference is backstage when you're in a country band versus in a rock band because it must be a totally different vibe i'll tell you this um anyone who's had any experience working with country artists versus rock artists will tell you that country artists are so much nicer Mm -hmm. and easier to work with and way more radio friendly way less attitude yeah like they're there to help you and you're helping them and it's like this mutually beneficial relationship whereas there's a lot of rock bands that couldn't give a shit about being uh, you know interviewed by the radio and don't want to have you even there yeah oh yeah i've actually I can't, re- I can't remember who but like at a certain point i remember showing up to a lot of different shows uh that the radio station i was working at was presenting mm-hmm. and i was supposed to go on stage to introduce the band and then that they, they start started saying we don't want yeah you're not allowed we don't want you to go out there or you got to go out before the opening act yeah. and then do both at the same and time I felt like saying listen i don't even want to i just want to chill and have a drink and watch the show you yeah. know i'm here to work i'm not here to like take any of your spotlight but they just didn't want to be stamped I guess, with a certain brand of radio station. And it's funny that they don't do a lot of that anymore, but it used to be when an artist would be doing a show that someone from the local radio station would get up on stage and be like, hey, we're Tucker and Mora from Energy 95.3. Having a good night? Well, coming up, hey, welcome, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever it is. And uh, it turned into a a lot of the time it'd be like, okay, you can do it, but you got to go on five minutes before they come on. Right. Because they couldn't have you do it. (laughs) It has to be just, you know, blank canvas. I get it. I get it. You know some brutal radio people went out there and did some stupid shtick and ruined it for everyone. We got in trouble for uh, introducing the Tragically Hip once. You did? Yeah. I was working uh, for a rock station in London, Ontario called FM96, and my partner, Taz, and I, uh, had the ability to go out. They were headlining one of the nights of Rock the Park or whatever the show was. And uh, the manager or the road manager, I think it was, came up and said, all right, just be really quick. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, whatever. We weren't even going on right before. It was one of those things like 10 minutes before they're on, we got to help get the crowd excited. Right. And so uh, we went up there and then we had the whole crowd singing the national anthem. You did? Yeah. And everyone sang it, and it was great, and uh, we did. it was a full bit. Yeah. Doing all kinds of you stuff. You guys were up there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> well, we were doing something, <laughs> and it went over great, and the tour manager was so pissed at us. Was he? She, she wouldn't even look at us after. And she was just like, oh, she gave us like a dirty look, like, oh, you had to do that. Right. Eh? Like, screw you. Who are you to like... 
This is our show. Uh, we know that people are promoting it. You're getting paid to be here. Shut up. It's you know? funny you say that, though, because it's the hips show. Well, no, but... You're getting paid to be there. But the promoter wanted us up there. Right. They were happy with it. Yeah. They were the ones paying the Tragically Hip to be there. Okay. They're getting... Whenever a band does a live festival, they get sick amounts of money. So if a band is doing is on tour... They might get paid, you know, X dollars. If they're doing a one-off live festival, uh-huh. it might be 10 times what they normally uh, get paid. Okay. Or in the Tragically Hips case, probably not 10 times, but it might be three times. Mm-hmm. No, they're getting paid a million dollars or something crazy. Right. Well, there we so go. Let now us do we the know bit. Tucker and Taz ruined it <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Now you have to be like, please give it up for the Tragically Hip. In 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked. I have to do that. Uh, Anyway, so uh, yeah, Dallas Smith and Billy Ray Cyrus are going to be on with us a little later this morning or this afternoon or this evening (laughs) or the middle of the night. I just, we're recording this in the morning, so that's a bad habit. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm I'm actually freaking out a little bit because I've had this, this is a total segue side story. I've had this zit on my lip. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the show, you know it's been here since the beginning of May. Remember, you pretended to be my zit? Yes. And were yelling at me? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's still here. So that's May, June, July. So now it's like four months. It's been on my face for four okay, months. Okay, but it's just, is it a scar or is no, it... No, it's a zit. It's a full, like I can feel that it's a zit. Have you squeezed it and I squeezed done your it thing? in May? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it didn't do anything. But I was just reading online that this woman in California was shocked to find out that the pimple above her lip turned out to be skin cancer. Oh, no. Yeah. I just stumbled across this article. This woman, Tracy French, she had this light pink spot. What color is it? Light pink on my face. That just would not go away. She had it on her face for a couple of years. And then she finally booked the appointment. And the dermatologist did a biopsy. And it was skin cancer. So they were able to remove it. But now she's doing this whole campaign where it's like, if you see something, especially on your skin, you really should get it looked at. People also dismiss skin cancer as though it's no big deal. Like you just get it cut off. You're fine. But Mm -hmm. if you leave skin cancer or you don't notice it, and it, it'll spread and it turns into this like terrible, terrible uh, form of cancer yeah. that will kill you. Yes. Um, you know, you, you remember our old boss, Bob Harris. Yes. He ended up with tumors in his lungs as a result of melanoma, skin cancer. That was like on his head it was or in something. His, it was in, on his head, yeah. like under his hair. So yeah. he couldn't see it. Uh-huh. I mean, if there's one advantage to being bald is that, I guess, is that you could see if something was growing that looked abnormal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, skin cancer. Cancer, melanoma can be one of the worst forms of cancer because it's very hard for it to disappear. Mm-hmm. It'll even if you get it in the one area, it might reappear in another area right. and it kind of travels through the body. So the thing not is, to scare you any further. No, no, but what really sucks, the issue is not me, it's the system, because I have to book an appointment 
with my GP mm-hmm. who then gives me a referral mm-hmm. for a dermatologist. And it's just like, why can't I just go straight to the dermo? You know? Don't even get me started on this. I had this conversation <laughs> with a doctor actually you did? recently. Yeah, because I was complaining about the fact that um, because I'm so high risk for skin cancer, mm-hmm. I go every year to get a body mapping, I think they call it. Oh, that's they a good They just idea. look at stuff. Yeah. And uh, so... I have to go every year, but if you if it's been longer than six months, you need a referral every time. The Ugh. last time I was at the dermatologist, I said, "Can I just book for a year from now?" She's like, "No, it's it'll be too long, and you'll need a dermatologist. Oh. You'll need a referral." And I found out why they do that. And it's, it's a uh, money grab. Well, it kind of is. So I thought, oh, this is a way for GPs to get a swipe of your card before yep. you go. And so, yeah, they make some money under that. But the real thing is, is that if it's been enough time. The doctors will treat you as though you're a new patient again. And because of that, they get to charge more. Oh, give me a break. And that stuff makes me crazy because, yeah. you know, we're talking about how much money's in the medical system yes. and how we save money. That would be a perfect way to do it. Now, obviously, there are some specialties. You don't want anyone just calling up and going for an appointment, like yes. a cardiologist or something. Uh-huh. But a dermatologist? Like, when is your GP ever going to say, no, you can't go? Like, uh-huh. never. Never. I totally agree with you. And I find it very, very frustrating because that's why I've been, like, digging my heels into the ground to not go. Because mm. I just, you know, my doctor's on one end of town, the dermo's on the other. It's just like, ugh. And I got to book an appointment to go see him. And he's one of those doctors that's a bit slow, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be there all afternoon. Anyways. That's what happens when you Google your symptoms. Yeah, don't. Google your symptoms, right? It's a rabbit hole. I was at the doctor yesterday because I've been having um, frequent tinnitus, Mm -hmm. which is sort of like that ringing in your ear that'll show up for five seconds and then disappear. So I'll get it once a day now, and it's been like that for months. And I know likely the reason is because I've been wearing headphones at work for my entire career, and they're probably too loud, and it's probably the beginning of hearing damage. Sure. But I Googled it, and then it's like, also a symptom of tumors in your brain and all these other things. So, (laughs) oh my God. Isn't everything a symptom of tumors in your brain? Yeah, probably. Seriously. So when I went to the doctors, they started doing this, um, you know, trying to see if it was a brain thing. Okay. They had me all do these exercises like squeezing fingers and all these little things that I guess you can't do if it maybe is a tumor. So Squeezing fingers. Squeezing fingers and doing, I don't know what you do, like moving my hand on the other hand up and back and forth and following the finger with the eyes. Yikes. And, and so anyway, my doctor said, yeah, it's probably nothing you can do about this, but I'll refer you to a ear, nose and throat expert and mm-hmm. they can decide if there's anything that's new that might be able to treat it. No, there's nothing they can do with probably the ear not. stuff. The tinnitus, I have vertigo. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, let's change the subject. <laughs> okay, I want to do something here. Yes. Um, I was just looking at um, a list of band names that came from other band songs. Okay. Some of these are definitely not songs that you would hear on Energy Radio, which is where we do our show, if you listen to us on the radio. But, you know, these are very big bands. So I'm going to play you the original song. And I have to come up with the band name? You have to try and figure out what the band Fun. that uh, took their name, you know, used, or came up with their name from that song. Okay. This one, I think, will be pretty easy. 
It's an old song from an artist named Muddy Waters. I got a boy child coming, gonna be. He's gonna be a rolling stone. Sure enough, he's a rolling stone. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah, here you go. The song's Rolling Stones. That's where the Rolling Stones got their name from. Nice. Which I had no idea. Good choice. Yeah. So they were obviously big Muddy Waters fans. Let me give you somebody who's a little more current, okay? Okay. So the song where this artist got their name from is this one here. From Queen. Radio Gaga is the song, and the artist that used that for their name is Lady Gaga. I had no idea that's where she got her name from. I hesitated for a second there because I did think it had something to do with Prince, too, but Mm. no, I think that's that's the truth. Okay, the next one. Uh, you probably never heard this song before, be my guess, but it's from the artist Talking Heads. It was right near the beginning. and walking on the moon inspired what babe walk off the earth no close walking on the moon walking walk off the moon walk off walk off the moon i think it's called walk the moon is the band shut up and dance walk the moon Okay, I guarantee you've never heard of this band. Mm-hmm. They're called Bonzo Dog Duda Band. <laughs> okay. Okay. watching the Motley Crue documentary or a biopic and it just talks about how important the band name is. If you don't have a badass band name, it's going to be the it's just going to spell bad future for your band. You think, eh? Yeah, that's what they said. I don't know if people care about that anymore. 
Um, the Killers got their name from a New Order song called Crystal, but in the video it featured a fictional band called The Killers, so they got their name Oh, from smart, that. smart. And uh, Simple Minds got their name from uh, David Bowie's song The Gene Genie, because uh, the, there's a lyric that says, he's so simple-minded, so simple minds. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> That's that. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Uh, there was a story that we talked about this week on the radio that I thought was interesting because I was thinking about it after. And at first on the surface seemed really romantic. And can you give us the backstory of the guy from Texas oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. is looking for a woman and is still looking for a woman who's from the Toronto area? He has a great name. His name is Arturo Martinez. And he was here uh, by himself on vacation in Toronto and the GTA. He he was taking a tour actually to the Thousand Islands to see this castle. What's it called again? Bolt, Bolt, Bolt Castle. Castle. Yeah. So that on that tour bus he met a woman because they were both stopped at customs because i guess the that that um castles on the us side yeah it's a, you got to clear it, it it's a there's actually a checkpoint there for customs so oh. you can go by boat clear customs and then enter the united states via that island so that's how they started talking that they were actually both there was an issue with both of their passports or they were both held back from the rest of the group for a little bit so they were both chatting away then they went and went and toured the castle and took pictures and had fun and were kind of laughing. Then at the restaurant afterwards, the guy said he just assumed that she must have been there with somebody else because she was so fantastic, this mm. woman. She was vivacious. He just thought she was so funny. But she came and sat down with him at this restaurant that the tour group stopped at on their way back to Toronto. And he was pretty taken aback by it they had such a good lunch that they almost missed the bus going back to toronto like they were like oh my god everybody's leaving so they got up got on the bus but of course because they were last they weren't sitting together and then she got off at a different stop than him and they never exchanged phone numbers i don't even think he got her name somehow because he doesn't seem to remember it because now he's taken out ads in the star in the sun on craigslist on kijiji trying to find her she had made kind of like loose plans with him for Sunday. She said, I'm going to go to Toronto Island. I'm going to be hanging out there on Sunday. So he thought that he was going to run into her there. But when he got to Toronto Island, he didn't realize that it's like there are thousands of people there mm. on a Sunday in the summer, right? So he can't find her. Now he's gone back to Texas and he's taken out these ads because he's like, that was my dream woman. What's so funny to me upon further reflection is I was thinking about uh, personal experience that happened to me. And I'll get into that in a sec, but it just it dawned on me that, you know, maybe she was trying to blow him off. Because <laughs> if she was really into him, wouldn't she have made more concrete plans? Well, I... And, and you know, like... The, yes, I agree with you. But when I read further into the story, into the fact that at the restaurant, she went and sat with him. Like he was sitting and then she chose to sit with him? Yes, she did. But, but maybe he's, maybe he got creepy. Or maybe he talked her ear off and she was like, oh, oh my God, this yeah. guy's such a drag. I don't want to be around him anymore. <laughs> maybe. And then maybe, you know, that's why when he's like, oh, can I see you again? Yeah, well, I'll be, you're going to be in Toronto. I'll be on the island. Right. See me there. Might have been like a casual yeah. blow off, right? Yeah. But she did go sit with him at the table and they, he said it was an amazing lunch and that she was hilarious. But, you know, I've been traveling before as a solo person, I was working, where was it? I was in um, Stockholm. Okay. And I went out for dinner by myself. 
And the one thing they do when you're eating dinner by yourself is they always seat you next to somebody else who's also eating dinner by themselves. And it was a guy and we just ended up talking and then we ended up going out to a pub after. And I had no interest in pursuing anything sexually with this guy. So no makeout sessions no. after the going out for drinks? No, but okay. I did enjoy his company. He even walked me back to my hotel. Wow. <laughs> Do you think he wanted something more? Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's been lovely meeting you. What a surprise. What, where was he from? Uh, I think he was from the States. Oh, so he had a regular accent? Okay. Maybe it was Arturo Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for me. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't him. I'll tell you a story, something that happened to me. And uh, and so this is what made me think that they had an okay time, but really she doesn't want to see this guy ever again. When I was working in Regina, I remember being at this bar with a few coworkers, mm-hmm. and we were chatting with these, these uh, girls, and I was talking to this one girl. She was really cute. She was like a Regina 9 out of 10, which is like a 7 out of 10 in Toronto. <laughs> Sorry oh, if you're listening I'm in Regina. <laughs> no, uh, she was she was really she was a pretty girl, but yeah. she was. We had a great chat. We were talking, and I had her first name and everything. And uh, you know, she told me where she worked. And so I ended up not running into her again. Like we kind of went off in our in different groups for a sec, and then never saw her again that night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, I don't really know a lot of people here. I'm going to do something bold. And so I figured out her full name by calling her workplace and finding out, uh, like, you know, who she was. What? Oh, uh, maybe I never found out her... uh, I I did more research to find the address of the workplace. Okay. And I sent her flowers. Oh, that's nice. And I even had... Because my writing is horrible. You've seen my writing. I had one of my coworkers write the card for me. What did you say in the card? Just sort of like, hey, it was really nice meeting you the other day. I'd love to see you again. You know, this is who I am and here's my number. Okay. And uh, I sent the flowers (laughs) and I never heard back. (gasps) Oh. Until about three weeks later... I get this call from her boyfriend. Yikes. And it's a voicemail on my phone. And it's him telling me to leave his girlfriend alone and to stop calling her. What? And I'd never called her. Like uh-huh. I like basically stop stalking my girlfriend. She's not interested, you know, whatever. Right. And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't I didn't stalk her. I just sent her flowers, which was in hindsight was kind of stupid. You know. <laughs> I don't watch know. too many rom-coms or whatever. <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm being accused of stalking her. Oh. Yeah. Which, so you never got her phone number. No. Right. I, how would I have had her phone number? So my feeling is that this girl was like a big fan of chatting guys up when she was away from her boyfriend mm-hmm. and she was meeting these people and maybe she was trying to get rid of the boyfriend. But she blamed me, right. or accused me yeah. of being the one who was stalking her because of the you, flowers at work. You were the scapegoat. Yeah, you, yeah. totally, <gasps> totally. But it made me think, oh, maybe this girl was just chatting this guy up and then, Listen, know. I don't think there's anything wrong with chatting people up. We were talking about this this morning. I told you when I was in Vegas mm. la- last year or the year before, I can't remember, um, there were guys buying myself and my girlfriend drinks. You know, and I'm married. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is great. Don't have to pay for drinks. Don't- <laughs> yeah. Like, if you and I are in a relationship, let's say we're married. Hang on, let's just go down that road a little bit. Who asked who out first? 
You Wait, probably asked me out, you- right? Yeah, we're in a relationship. <laughs> How long have we been dating? We're married. Oh, we're married we're now. We're married. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to Vegas. So uh-huh. our bank accounts are the same. Would you not be happy that when I'm ordering Reposado that somebody else is paying for it? Because um, <laughs> that was an expensive drink. It's tequila, by the way, if you don't know what Morris talking about, Reposado. It's so pretentious. Is right that's... now, I want to break up with you because you're like referring to it as Reposado. I think I call it Reposado. Reposado. Um, it's because that's what they were drinking. Uh-huh. Like I, if someone went out and said, oh, I was drinking wine all night versus, oh, I was drinking cab soap all night. Like, that sounds way more <laughs> Is that pretentious. So you can tell I don't, I don't drink tequila okay. that often. So some guy's buying you tequila all night. I'm, uh, I'm not happy about it. He wasn't buying me tequila all night. He I, bought it, myself and Robin each a couple of glasses of tequila. Mm, okay? But he's talking to you the whole time? A whole group of guys were yeah, talking to us. I don't like that. Wow. We can't be together. I don't like it because you're still hanging out with the guy. I'm fine with it if he uh, if he sends drinks over. Yeah. And then he comes over and you'll be like, oh, thank you so much. I'm actually, you know, married. Oh. My, uh, my husband, Tucker, is such a great guy. I couldn't possibly, you know, think about talking to you. Because I think by continuing the conversation, you're opening the door that you're in Vegas and maybe you're up for something that's going to stay in Vegas. Mm. Well... Don't tell me about it, okay? You're taking my joy away, because it just felt like in a moment, I was like, still got it. I don't feel like <laughs> your husband, Matt, would be overly like thrilled about that either. I mean, I know he's not a jealous guy, but I don't think he would love that. Guys, why do we have to Because we so- know guys, that's why. Because as guys, we know guys, and we know that he's really trying to like, he's not thinking, oh, she's married, I have no chance. He's thinking he's still trying to like I get thought you we were like a group of girls and a group of guys just mm. having fun in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> no. You don't want me having drinks, eh? With somebody else. Not multiple drinks. If he buys you one and then comes over and you kind of blow him off, no problem. You're sticking around. You're you're giving him the the Do door you know is starting to open a crack. It's just that I I've always been flattered when somebody wants to buy me a drink or yeah. tries to pick me up. My first reaction is not like, get the fuck out of my face, which some women are like. Yeah. I'm like, wow. You, you find me attractive enough to come over and buy me a drink? or So you're flirting back is what you're doing because you're enjoying the attention. And that bothers me as your husband. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I'm not, but I'm not flirting with the attention of going anywhere with it. I'm just enjoying that somebody found me attractive enough to take a chance. Is there something wrong with that? What if your husband's buying a girl drinks, but he's not trying to sleep with them but I he's think just enjoying the casual flirting i think it's very gentleman of him to buy someone a drink <laughs> uh <laughs> you're wrong, wrong? <laughs> no okay i feel like we need to uh move on to the next segment of this podcast which is our conversation with billy ray cyrus oh, okay. and dallas smith who you know maybe from the band default and as a solo uh, country artist mm-hmm Coming up in just a second, it's Dallas Smith and Billy Ray Cyrus. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, there they are. Billy Ray Cyrus and Dallas Smith are with us this morning. Yeah. Welcome back to Toronto. Uh, These two fine folks are going to be co-hosting the Canadian Country Music Association Awards coming up in Calgary on September 8th on global television. And, uh, man, I don't even know where to start because we got both of you in here. I think the obvious place is the current number one song in the world right now uh, is this one right here. I'm going to take my I haven't heard this before. (laughs) (laughs) Really, right? And there's about, like, I think five different versions of this song right now with different remixes. Billy Ray! Billy Ray! Holy crap! Can you set the record straight on how this happened? Because we've heard stories, but I'd like to hear it from you. Well, it's pretty much like what we're doing right now. Um, On... March the 14th, I heard that Little Nas X was trying to get a hold of me to hear this song. Um, it was pretty much on TikTok. Okay. And was getting a response, but he had asked if I could join him and maybe write a verse. And I was like, I took one listen. I go, man, he don't need me. This thing's already a hit. Like, yeah. I mean, I, what's what could you do to it? But and, was know. there something to the story of like country, the country chart people didn't want to put the song on because it wasn't country enough, and then when you joined, it gave it another boost up? Well, some genre god for <laughs> Billboard decided that he proclaimed that it wasn't country. Uh-huh. And yeah. That no matter how much country fans loved it, and country radio was playing it and loving it. I mean, uh, it was just getting a tremendous response. But somebody had to, you know, show that they had a little bit of power, and they was going to say, "Nope, uh-uh, this one don't qualify." Wow! And they kind of threw it off the charts. And quite frankly, that was like, to me, that was more of a purpose of what I could sing to it or what I could write to it. It was more about just supporting a guy that kind of got dealt an unfair hand. Yeah, and it, did he really give you a car? I saw a video of him giving you a pretty nice car. Uh, yeah. Was that the most expensive gift you've ever been given in your life? Um, yeah, it depends on your definition of giving. You okay. know what I mean? Because the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Oh, you okay. know? So I, it wasn't too long after it. Okay. I seen it drive out the driveway, and <laughs> I'm standing. What do you mean? It was just a promotion. Uh, Wait a minute. There goes my car. That's no fair. Wait, no, that's what I was thinking. That's no fair. Uh, and it's not obviously your first, uh, you know, experience with having a monster song. You started your career with a monster song, and I'm wondering, like, the difference between having a massive hit song in 1992 versus 2019. And, like, what the experience would be like for Lil Nas X versus Lil Billy Ray Cyrus. You know what I mean? (laughs) The similarity is that it's a song that touches really all genres, all styles of music, no matter what some critic might proclaim that it doesn't fit his or hers, however that is. But You started the crossover era of country to pop, and uh, some would say... 
it's a it's a oh, universal language music is a universal language and um there was something about achy breaky heart that just kind of hit me like a hit like i didn't know what it was i don't know what a hit is but i know that i loved mm. the song and i loved playing it i loved saying it and i loved playing it for people in the audience and and people would sing it around the world and i saw that same thing with this song old town road it was a bridge that could be a common denominator from people and for people around the world no matter where they come from what language they spoke they had something in common with this song and the joy of song and dance and it was it's that's what music is supposed to be well, Dallas Smith is here as well. You guys are going to be co-hosting the Canadian Country Music Association Awards coming up September 8th. I just want to remind people who Dallas Smith is. You may know him from his rock roots with Default. Well, this is not for real, That's it, baby. Right? We know him. Ready? Yeah. Everybody, here we go. Wasting oh. my time. I skipped yeah. ahead. I'm sorry, Mara. What the hell? And, wow. and now uh, with songs like uh, this one here called Drop. Drop just a little more with a black. Okay, I want to know, when you're backstage at a rock show, there's a whole bunch of rock bands, versus being in a country show, yeah. is there a difference in vibe? Because I feel like country people are way friendlier and nicer. Yes. Because you've toured with Keith Urban and a lot of big names in country as well. Yeah, you know, honestly, for me, it's just more of my experience. I, I've, I, I'm in a different place in my life being in country music than I was being in where I was in my personal life with the rock stuff. Um, uh that's why, really why I left rock is because it was not fitting where my life was going and where I was wanting it to lead me it was uh, I wanted more positivity in my life I wanted more uh, storytelling diversity instead of it just being on rock where you're just talking about negativity um, what we were doing so that's why I feel more at home here than I have at any point in my in my career in music and you're killing it right now in country yeah, music. Enjoying the ride. I yeah. just, I'm so curious who's got the crazier on the road story, Billy Ray Cyrus or Dallas Smith? Because you're both. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's Dallas. Yeah. I, I live it. You know? I'm pretty boring. <laughs> I, I'm boring. I'm boring now. We had some stories back in the pre-social media days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Am I going to share them? Absolutely not. Oh, no. oh come yeah. on. Uh, you hey, know, you know the thing about him though, and I'm not, not to interrupt, but um, his voice. No matter what he's singing, translates for me as a listener, and that was the first time I got to hear you rock, you. man. And dude, you, you never said, heard the rock? I never got to hear what? it, man. Oh but I'm a fan. Here's to the dude. This is so freaking good, man. This was a it's huge surprise. Come on, get it. Ready? Get here it. Here, here it comes. Here we go. Whoa, again. Oh, wow. <laughs> we should do a collaboration with we that song. Country and up or something. Hey, uh, just before we let you go, because I know they're gonna—they're trying to get you out of here right now. Um, we had a chance to speak with uh, Noah like a year and a half ago, and she reminded us that you guys lived in Toronto for like yes. three or four years. I'm looking at my house, like right past the really? west, the Westin. You know that uh, the next uh, tower down there, and half of it's blue and half of it's gray. It's about forty. So it's like eight. one of the condo towers right on the waterfront. Yep, and it was like the original, like it was one of the original. It was an older building, yeah. and uh, yeah, I lived there for a couple years. I was actually uh, you were on a TV show yeah. called Doc, Doc, and it was it yeah. almost had as many episodes as Hannah Montana. So it was a big show. Yeah. <laughs> it had, a, I think, a hundred and one, and Global was actually its home. Did you hate being in Canada? Like, were you like, no, I, I love Toronto? Oh, no, I loved it, man. Because, you know, I I'm a Kentucky this. boy. I mean, this was good for me to cross the river and 
you know, come across the big pond here and being in Toronto, I'd never lived in a big city like this and I made so many great friends. It was a great, just a great team. And I got to watch some great actors and took a lesson on acting, realizing that my motto is let the actors act. And I kind of hit my mark and let them do their thing. Well, it's good to have you back. That's going to be our whole approach. He's going to be hosting the Canadian (laughs) Country Music Awards and I'm going to be standing there hitting my mark. Watching him do his thing, we well, are in trouble. He's nominated for four <laughs> awards. He's wow. nominated. You know that he's nominated for four awards. Four. You're going to be four. on stage the whole night. Four. He'll never be getting off. Or yeah. I'll just have a resting prick, resting prick face as I'm watching everybody else. Happened to Drake. Drake yeah. hosted the Junos, and you got snubbed on rap heard. album. I'm, I'm there for the amazing. good time, dude. That's it. Okay, can we just play a quick clip of your new song, Billy Ray? Sure, sure. Okay, it's called Chevys and Fords. Of Chevys and Ford. They were red, white, and rusty. All Sounds good, man. They were song of summer 2020? Is that what we're thinking? Hey, we'll see you on TV. 2020 is so far away right now. <laughs> Taking it one day at a time. Right I, re- I wish we had more time. I think we could spend like an hour getting to know yeah. both of you. But uh, thanks for making uh, the amount of time you had available to us. and. Uh, we'll see you on TV coming up in September. Right on. Looking the forward to it. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks, guys. Billy Ray Cyrus and Dallas Smith. There they are. <laughs>